and a new business partner and friend, Aika. She is so cool, I can't even begin to express it. And her pit of, ha, don't even get me started. We met them in Tremella Town outside the museum and chatted over a great dinner of starters and desserts. The gang and I decided to pledge our loyalty to help Aika and Skye on their quest to reclaim the rainbow wing at the top of Feather Rock. Whoa, I think that was the coolest sentence I've ever said in my life. Dad, I promise I'm not making this up. We're sleeping over at Aika's now, and life isn't too easy for her. Her family is really good at racing and flying, but I don't think they've really taken her under their wing. Gotta catch some good Z's, Dad, because tomorrow's gonna be a big day. Right, Seely? So after your experience up in the aviary, seeing these two flying figures above Feather Rock, is there anything else that you would like to attend to before you take your long rest for this evening in the art room? Before we go to bed, I uh, whisper to Coconut, Hey, Peter, number one, you have to sleep tonight. Like, nope, we can't have a sugar rush party. But if you happen to have a sugar rush party... You must clean after yourself. And he salutes with his nubby little arm. Not yet, not yet. And you should invite Scram. Yeah, I think you guys could be friends. The Pachirisu's over in the corner just like eyeballing Coconut and like shifting his eyes from Coconut to like the kebab and back to Coconut and back to the kebab. Now salute. And then Pearl's ready to go to bed. Nice. Anything for Ika? Yeah, Ika. Ika sort of has a mirror conversation with Scram, and she's just. But it's like, Scram, don't do anything stupid. Don't eat any food without my permission, okay? Patricia. Yeah. All right. All right. Good. Patricia. Yeah. All right. Like. Yeah. I know this stuff in the kitchen, but it doesn't mean it's yours. All right. Patricia. Just. Just. I mean, the normal thing would be just go to. Just go to bed. Why do you need to eat? It's 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 like eleven p.m. What? This is not normal eating. And Scram and Scamp uses charm on you. Make <laughs> hold on. Oh. <laughs> okay. Make a wisdom save. All right. Okay, a, a ten straight down the middle. Ten. DC was a thirteen. <laughs> is that right? Um. Okay. Then I have your word. I'm turning my back. All right. Nothing, anything happens now? Not my responsibility, you, you little oh, scrammy, scampy scram. I go to bed. Little squirrel arm waves at you. <laughs> oh, I could. I don't trust that squirrel as far as I could throw. Aika, do you have anything that your great grandma would carry with her, or anything that's like recognizable? As in, like uh, a sort of talisman of hers. Yeah, exactly. Like, I didn't even know that word was a thing, but I'm writing it down in my book of new words. Talisman. um, Luca taught me how to do a fancy cursive letter. Look. And she shows like a notebook. Yes. Yeah, she didn't know cursive at all. (laughs) It was just sort of all blocky. I've got one letter now. That, that's... We're working on it. That's... It's a D. That's pretty good calligraphy. That's nice. Thanks. Could you, could you write my name maybe? Oh, done. And it's just an eyeball. Is it an eyeball or is it some Ikea meatballs? Or both? Both. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Great. Um, a talisman. Well, there is one thing. 
and Ica, just before they leave the aviary for bed, I guess, um, takes Pearl up to the other end, and there is like this cool chest type deal, like, a, and maybe there's a family crest on it. Yeah, I think that there's a family crest on it that's got the unpheasant, uh, and in the middle is like the rainbow wing, which was lost when Gloria and unpheasant were were lost with the meteor and everything. Uh, but that crest sort of became the the family symbol after that day. This obviously, uh, my great grandmother Gloria and her unpheasant were lost uh, during the event, but um. Some say they saw this fall from the sky, and she opens up the uh, the chest, uh, and inside is um, this like it's almost like a jacket, but with that sort of furry um, flight flight suit jackety type deal. And it's again, it's got this incredible unpheasant decal across the pocket of it, sort of zooming through the sky, and it looks in remarkably good condition considering how long ago this this event and everything happened. And Ica just gets it out of the chest, holds it quite reverently, and is uh, and, and shows it to Pearl. I think we should definitely bring this tomorrow. All right. Um, and honestly, I think you should wear it because it would look great on you. Really? It matches your pants perfectly. I should wear it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, um, well, let's see if it fits. And it's a perfect fit. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Obvi. Obviously Man, it is. Just, yeah. Seems really snug. All right. Okay. I'm going to sleep in it. It's really cozy. Perfect. Ika, you put on this jacket uh, that was in this chest. Pearl, your aura reader gets a ping. And the little lens comes out and comes over your eye. Oh, sorry. I do this sometimes. There is something with shadow energy emanating from it in the chest. No. And she, she looks deeper into the chest. Uh, sorry, I, I I think I sneezed over here, and I just I'm gonna clean this chest up real quick. All right, are you you okay? Oh yeah, yeah. And like I imagine her like her feet are just dangling out of the chest now. <laughs> Pearl in a glass case inside the chest, uh, sort of tucked away amongst all of the other things in there. Some of the rest of uh, Gloria's, uh, you know, belongings and there's some other photos and things, but tucked in there in, in a small glass case, there is a chunk of space rock from that day. Oh, would you look at this? <laughs> I know it well. What, um, what have you got? But Ika, what is this? Well, I mean, you know, again, it's only legend and hearsay, but people say that that was found with the jacket. It's a lump of space rock, a lump of the meteor. Oh. Why, 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 why did you sort of, was there something about it? Did you notice something? Seely. Is the popcorn ready? Are the slippers fluffy? And she holds up two very fluffy slippers. Aika, it's time. And we walk over to our sleeper bags. And she spills out her entire story. Wow. Like, that, like I, I feel like that would really succinctly fit into about 33 episodes of, of podcast or something. Done. <laughs> <laughs> you should record that, Pearl. That was very entertaining. <laughs> I mean, she writes a bunch of postcards. It usually <laughs> recaps you know, a fair amount of what happens in those. Luca, your reenactment has gotten really strong. Wait, so, so we're talking distortion worlds... We're talking like, like shamans. I, 
I mean, I suppose I shouldn't... We're talking a lot. I shouldn't question it. I saw a ho so, you know, it's... It's all... Stuff's happening in Kinoko right now. Oh, yeah, the world's changing. We're yeah. changing with it. We are. We are. We just gotta go with the flow, I suppose. That's growing up. Wow. Lucas says in his wisest 14-year-old voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, Aika, how old are you again? I'm 12. Oh, yeah. Lucas a teen, so that's why he's not into pockets. Huh. <laughs> so, wait, so next year, am I just going to, like, lose my pockets? Oh, God. Oh, I no. I know. I'm hoping it doesn't. What? It's kind of like a... Wo- Pearl, I don't want to grow up. I don't want to do it. <laughs> don't worry. I've been 10 forever. Okay. All right. <laughs> You've always been 10. All right. I guess if you believe hard enough. Yeah. Don't worry. Luca claps his hands. <laughs> <laughs> we should go to bed. <laughs> yeah, we should. Yeah. After we spill everything... Yes. Is it like is it like a sort of like we're all in the sleeping bags in the art room and there's like a lamp on and we're sort of huddled up? Oh, 100%. Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Pearl is in uh, her dream queen uh, pajamas. Luca is in the Fungus Fighters uh, shirt and sweatpants. What, what's Ika's pajamas situation? I mean, I know she's wearing the jacket now. I feel like Ika's pajamas are a little bit because she is so not used to having sleepovers or company of any kind. So I actually think they're a little too small for her. They're probably from when she was a little bit too young. Uh, they might have, like, baby Pokemon decal on. Like, <laughs> it's just... It's like an iggly buff, like, iggly buff, iggly buff. They're, like, really cutesy, <laughs> kind of lame. And she's a little bit embarrassed wearing them. She's like, um, that's why she... Pearl thinks they are so cool. She keeps the jacket on. It's like, yeah, but this is my, you know, this is the new me. So, yeah, mm, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I love it. So from that, we then uh, do the old camera swoosh downstairs to the kitchen. As you all are falling asleep... Coconut and Scamp the Pancharisu are just going to town, making all kinds of wild stuff in the kitchen. Uh, what is Scamp making? Is this is this like a sort of competitive? Are they are they? Is it like a cook off? Are they are they sort of iron chefing, or is it like they're just stealing? I think that that wasn't what it was intended to be. I think that it was intended to be like, we're going to go whip up something real quick and have a little snack them. But now it is sort of, you know, as as both of these uh, these hungry boys are sort of just, you know, eyeing each other and sort of the, it, it keeps escalating. And at this point, it has sort of evolved into an Iron Chef sort of situation. So I think, I think, um, is it it's, it's Scamp or is it Scamp, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I messed up the name earlier. Yeah, yeah, no, oh, I, was like, I was like, did I get it wrong? No. I know, I messed it up. So I think Scamp is not going for art or anything. It's just about piling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if you remember this. It's, it's a niche reference, but there's a Simpsons episode where Homer creates like the ultimate waffle, which involves an entire bar of butter wrapped in in like maple and waffle. And I kind of see that as what what Scamp's doing. Just getting, not even cutting ingredients, just grabbing entire buckets of cream, butter, and just kind of combining them in a bowl, just mushing and creating a sort of close encounters of the third kind volcano yes. of weird mush and I think <laughs> for, for, for Scamp bigger is better amazing and what is Coconut working on Coconut is like putting heart and soul into it taking it very seriously and is making the Buddy the Elf pasta <laughs> <laughs> yes um, and like doing the toss techniques and their sauce. There's the snow cap candies. It's disgusting. Gosh. There's syrup, so much syrup. But I like to imagine Pikachu really is working on like the chef skills. So it's like trying to like 
saute the syrup with the sauce, and and it's really just coming out the same way no matter what. Amazing. Roll, both of you, roll constitution for Pikachu and Pachirisu. 14. Oh, no, it's an eight. Eight total? Eight total, yeah. With those scores, they're both, you know, working on their individual things. This this ultimate food pile and this buddy the elf spaghetti and they're both you know looking at it and they're sort of bickering back and forth a little bit like and they uh, decide that they need to bring in an impartial third uh, third party to be the judge so they run upstairs really quick and like shake Tufus awake and Tufus comes back downstairs he's like all right, now what you've got? We're in, we're in Pokemon. We're taking down to that level now. Oh my god, yes, yes. He's like, all right, bruv, what you got? What you got? And uh, Coconut says, all right, I got my spaghetti. And uh, then Pachirisu says, I got this pal, this pal, food pal. It's a pal. And Tufa says, well, you know, for a while, uh, Lucas' dad uh, was training to be a sommelier, so uh, it's it's wise that you came to me, as I am uh, quite aware of how to uh, judge flavors and such. And he takes a little bite of each. He says, it's it's both a good bake. It's a thing. It's both a good bake. But I think the superior dish is going to have to be the spaghetti. Oh, yeah, in your face. And I think I think uh, Scamp is like initially really really livid and sort of apparently has acquired an apron and just like tosses the apron down on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, then sneaks a kind of taste of Coconut's incredible body spaghetti and is like, <gasps> and has has this sort of like the eyes go wide like a whoosh moment, and like it's like Ratatouille where they go back. It's like has yes! a moment, the black. <laughs> yeah, it's like a moment in Pachirisu's childhood where like the Pachirisu's mom had given a, a particularly sweet berry, and it's like. <gasps> Takes it back, comes back to the future. It's like, <laughs> Patricia. And almost like Coconut has now got this this cuisine follower, this this like Padawan of the of the of the food to uh, to sort of follow around now. <laughs> yes. Perfect. And the three of them proceed to chow down, and that's the night. The morning comes. Uh, you all wake up the next morning. Uh, the kitchen, as you come down, has been cleaned from last night's shenanigans. But you come downstairs, and who did each of you bond with over the course of the long rest last night and this morning? Ica bonded with Sky the Pidov, and I think that took the form of quite simply, like, when they were sleeping next to each other, I think Sky nuzzled into this new jacket and this this feathery collar that, that Ica is now wearing, and... It was, ju- it was just about a closeness and this new garment and the adventure they're possibly going on today. I love that. Yeah. And Pearl? I bonded with George Foreman. And I think <sighs> there is just a little moment after everyone's like, yeah, I'm going to sleep. That moment of sleepoverness where you're like, nah, no, no you're not. Yet. She has George Foreman go through a couple of the hoops in the atrium. Ooh. Just to get a flavor of it. And she thinks it's really fun. And I was like, okay, come on. We told her we're asleep. But, like, come back. Okay, one more hoop. Okay, come back. Excellent. Well, you have each bonded with one of your Pokemon then, so they get the accompanying temporary HP and inspiration for the day. And with the new day uh, dawned, you can see as you come downstairs that Ernest has uh, made a made a lovely breakfast, knowing that you've had friends over, wants, wants to impress, uh, using some fresh cooking supplies from the shopping channel. Has she opened the cheese? That's the big question. 
Uh, she did get the cheese opener overnighted. <laughs> express delivery overnight. Express <laughs> delivery, overnight delivery, and the cheese is open. The cheese is open for breakfast. Oh, thank goodness. Uh, that's what we were all all waiting for. Wow, Mimo, you've you've put on quite a spread. All right, well, thank you. It's been a while since I've had to you know, cook for any guests and everything, so this is... I I got excited. Oh, any <laughs> any chance, and, and Ika sort of like... Uh, eyes the floor and fiddles with her hands a little bit and uh, any chance mum will be joining us? Well, I, I, I think she went out early to do some oh. training Oh, of course, uh, of course with yeah. the Firo, but, uh... No, yeah, of course she did I'm sorry, sorry to ask um, Yeah, no, thank you Mimo we'll, we'll, we'll enjoy this Yeah, of course, of course, of course I, I see you're wearing me mum's old jacket Oh, oh um, yeah, uh, sorry No, not sorry It looks um, great, doesn't it? It looks good on you Thanks Mimo Thank you. It looks real nice. And Ika, who sort of had been a little disheartened that her mother would not be joining, fills herself back up with pride and sits, sits up at the table to eat some breakfast. You all have a lovely breakfast. And then have you? Uh, are you going to tell Grandma Ernest that you are heading out uh, to do this dangerous deed, or are you sort of keeping it light? And- I think she's going to keep it on the DL because it is so potentially, you know, fraught. And I think because of the family history and the potential dangers... I think it's best to keep the details light. Just know, Pearl being Pearl, I hear you, Stu. <laughs> right, okay, and I so. accept it. <laughs> but the minute Pearl sees the breakfast and the table, she walks down the stairs. Ah, oh, nice, Ernest. This is perfect because today's going to be humongous. There's so much we got to do. We're going to climb a ton of rocks like me and we're going to get high altitudes. So this is really good for us. Thanks, Ernest. Oh, wait. You cl- what? What what are you talking about? What you got uh, going on um, today? Uh, well, uh, just uh, we are um, just going for a, a hike, a, a big 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 walk. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. the biggest. Just yeah, yep. Oh, uh, uh, a hike. Uh huh. Mm hmm. And, and with some big rocks. Roll deception. Oh oh gosh, right. Can I aid in any way? Uh, sure. Yeah, I've never hiked before, Ernest. So, um. We're going to hike to Ikea. 18. 18. Great. Because Pearl helped, I won't impose disadvantage because it's your grandma. Oh, she knows me. Because she knows. So that's what was about to happen. But with Pearl's help. Oh, that sounds lovely. (laughs) Well, maybe maybe I could deflect with it. This cooking, grandma. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Oh, yeah. 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 Can I get some more of that cheese? Oh, oh, yeah. (laughs) You you know, I just opened it. Uh, um, Mimo, could you smooth that egg for me? Oh, yeah. well, you know, that's why I bought the yeah. egg smoother. <laughs> so we've thrown her off the scent. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Amazing. Uh, so you all have breakfast and then you head out. How would you like to proceed toward Feather Rock? As I said, it is on the uh, the northeastern side of town. Uh, you can see that uh, it is a large structure that has this sort of foresty area, uh, this um, surprisingly lush and wild, considering that in town there's all these well-kept gardens and stuff. Uh, there's almost just like a, an, an overgrowth of woodland and forest jungly vibes out here, just in the area around this large rock. It's very lively. Uh, as you can see, the Kinoko Mountain Range framed behind it in the background. But how do you want to uh, proceed to try and get to the rock in the first place? I think that you can easily walk out to the edge of town and you have the trajectory, but what's the plan, folks? Hmm. Let's see. Big rocks. Short kids. One teen. Hmm. 
This could only mean a trampoline? And Pearl attempts to whip out a trampoline from nowhere? Just roll a flat d20, Sarah. <laughs> Five. You pull out one moon shoe. <laughs> Darn it! Ica tries to jump on it. <laughs> <laughs> it works about as well as jumping on one moon shoe would. <laughs> it was worth a shot. It was. Um. Oh, yeah. I thought I packed the, the extra large trampoline before I left the ship, but apparently I didn't. Well, I tell you what. One thing I did pack um, is my um, big book of Pokemon birds, which is written by Professor... Is uh is there a professor a professor that you would like to have write this book, Jonah, or should I just toss one out there? I'll tell you, what, go ahead and toss one out because I don't think that it's Spruce or uh, Hemlock or Professor Nichols. So throw out another professor. God, trees, trees. Professor Redwood, is that one? Is could that be one? That's good. Yeah, Redwood. I like okay. that. All right, cool. I'd say we had we also had uh Bloodwood, but not Redwood. So nice. Nice. Tucked away in that one book in Professor Nichols' house. But yes, we haven't had a Redwood yet. Great. Maybe, maybe a distant cousin of Professor... Possibly Professor a cousin. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely a second cousin. Yeah, I brought my, my, my big book of Pokemon Birds by Professor Redwood. And in here, there are very detailed instructions on Pokemon Bird calls. I love it. So maybe if we all, if we all together, and, and Luca as well, because it specifically says here that it needs to be three people. Um, if we... <laughs> If we all try to do a Pokemon bird call, maybe we could try and get some help flying up some rocks or something. I love what you're bringing to the table. Yes. Ooh. Okay. Okay. I'm into this. So you were trying to get get a bird to come and help you, a bird Pokemon to come and fly you up to the, yeah. at, at least to get through the jungly part. I'm into this. Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, sort of ra- ranger styled, but befriend the wildlife and get it to help you. I feel it. I love it. I cut this is perfect because I'm actually a ranger. You passed. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, dang it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool. It's cool. I love it. I love it. Okay. Um. Right. Okay. So you're, you're a ranger. Well, Right, so you've you're like you've got nature in your blood. Then this will be this will be easy for you. Okay. She immediately starts picking up like twigs and muds, paints herself in mud. You're right. You're right. We need begins to... like a little bit of a rain dance. Seely follows. Okay. To to get the bird, we need to think like a bird. Yes. All right. I I I guess I I start clucking. I start clucking around. Yeah. And is there a specific <laughs> call? <laughs> yeah. So is there is there a specific bird Pokemon that you're trying to to lure in? Well, maybe there's, maybe there's like a, a like a list, and sort of Pearl and Ico sort of go down it, and like, mm, ooh, big wings, ooh, sharp 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 talons, ooh. Uh, mm, uh, you need enough packing room. Hmm. Ooh, good trunk storage on this one. Mm. Oh yeah, love the uh, expandable top. Now, oh, now the seating on this one looks very comfortable. <laughs> Cup holders. That's true. Yeah, there are three of us, so whatever. It have to be. If, if you're gonna try to get something, I have to be big. Yeah, I guess. I guess maybe we land on. Maybe, maybe, maybe we we could go Gen Eight. We could go for a Corviknight. Oh, very rare, very rare. Too rare, okay. too rare. Uh, so let's see. Why not? I think that you could you could shoot for the moon and try try oh, for a Corviknight. Oh, we'll see what, what about this one. I saw this all the time of the ship. It's like a big wingle, <gasps> and we could all fit in its mouth. We could go in the mouth. That's brilliant. Yeah. All right, we'll go for a Pelipper. I heard it delivers all the time. Okay, Luca, you into it? Yeah, no, I, I mean, if it's if it's got a big enough beak that we can all fit in, then... All right, great. I mean, let's try for it. I mean, we can at least see what happens, right? Well, it says it says here, to, the Pelipper call is core, core, okay? And and it says, it says, take a big, deep breath 
and and just really really let loose just like get it all out there that's what it says all right so here's what's gonna happen the three of you are each going to make a check <laughs> depending on what your your average uh ends up being between the three of you for that check will will affect what sort of shows up here <laughs> okay okay so each of you gets to do one of the following like th- there's there's three options each of you will do one of them somebody can do a performance somebody can do a survival and somebody can do a constitution check performance to accurately do the bird call survival you know getting a lay of the land and figuring out you know the the best position for you to get in for where perhaps even though we are mostly landlocked maybe there's a stream nearby or something where a pelipper might have roosted for a moment and then third just to do it real real loud for the constitution (laughs) so who wants to do what i don't think pearl should do constitution as as much as she is loud well, Pearl, you've got you've got the ranger experience. Yeah. Does that is that survivally? Yeah, it is. Okay. Definitely, I've survived some things I shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> that is objectively true. I suppose I want to be performative if I want to be in the the air show. So maybe, Luca, how 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 what what do you what constitutes you? How constitutionally? I can get, I get pretty loud. Yeah? I can get pretty loud. All right. All right. I'd All right. actually love to see you let loose like that, Luca. Okay. All right. Should we do... Let's let's try it. Let's check. All right. Each Here of you go, roll, roll your checks. I'll roll Luca's. Uh, I landed pretty in the middle, guys. I, yeah. 13 for me. 14. Come on, Luca. <laughs> and a 15 total for Luca. So between the three of you averages to like a 14. Could be worse. Each of you do your call. Do your bird call. <clears throat> Give me that bird call. <laughs> Pelipper! Pelipper! <laughs> Excellent. Pearl? Pelipper! And Lucas says, Caw caw! It's feeling pretty good. It's feeling pretty good. You all. See a bunch, of, a bunch of birds flying out of the underbrush, the, the, the growth, the, the forest here around Feather Rock. You don't see a pelipper, but amidst the, the small birds, the, the Pidgey and Spearow and whatnot, uh, you see a Pidgeotto Whoa. has flown right out of the trees and is now zooming at you aggressively as you've made a bird call that is very much like, I'm a bird that's getting all up in your territory. Roll initiative. Oh, no. No. We annoyed the Pidgeotto. Oh, man. Okay. Guys, I rolled a net 20. On initiative. Ooh. Oh, that's... A non-initiative. Uh. I know. Bummer. I rolled a 12. So with initiative rolled, the order will be Pearl, Pidgeotto, Ika, Luca. Oh, yeah, it's three on one. Yeah, we got this. Okay, okay. So first in the order is Pearl. What are you going to do? Also, who is your active? I assume Seely. I think George Foreman. Ooh, okay, yeah, that makes sense since you bonded with George Foreman. And we're going to use Sweet Scent. Okay, Sweet Scent. As just like a way to disarm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to be a welcoming scent. I'm with you, I'm with you. Apple pie. I like it. Okay, a sweet scent. So uh, that's a save from the Pidgeotto then? Yes. That is an 11 for its charisma save. What's the DC? 10. Oh, a 10. The Pidgeotto flaps its wings and the sweet scent is dispersed. It is still very much unamused with these other creatures trying to get up in its business. That brings us to the Pidgeotto's turn. Who is going to come after this bug that's flying into the air in front of it? Pidgeotto goes for a quick attack on George Foreman. That is a 20 total. Sure. That'll do. That'll do. 
for four points of damage to George Foreman. Oh, Georgie. Georgie, it's okay, we had a little extra buffer today. And then, since quick attack is only a bonus action, it's gonna follow up with an attempt to gust it away. That is a 15. No, no! That is 12 points of super effective flying damage. <laughs> Georgie! <laughs> As Georgie gets knocked back a ways and then starts dizzily trying to fly back and get back in the fray. But that's the Pidgeotto's turn, as it has now gotten all up in y'all's business. Ike, you're up. I see what Pearl's trying to do. Uh, disarming it. That's probably a good idea, but it seems too aggressive. I might try and bind it. Can I switch out? Sky, let's bring you back. And Sky comes back, so it'll be your action to swap out Sky for... For Tink the Clink. Nice. So yeah, this uh, she, she, she brings Sky back. And I think somewhere on her person, there's been a, a, a gear, which has almost looked like some part of her, her tinkering kit. Maybe it's on her welding goggles, mm-hmm. but actually it sort of springs to life, goes and unravels itself a little bit. There's a couple of words and comes off. And suddenly it's got this little face and it's like, I'm like, Tink, little buddy, right, listen, we're in a bit of a pickle here. We've got an angry Pidgeotto. Um, we just need to tie it down, understand? It's like a machine that's malfunctioning, you get me? Alright, Tink, use bind. Roll to hit. I was not prepared for Clink's cuteness. Okay, 14. 14 hits the Pidgeotto. I'm not so much looking to damage it, but I suppose it does the damage anyway. But at this point, mostly to restrain, I feel you. So five, five points of damage, but yeah, looking mostly to restrain. Five points of damage to the Pidgeotto, and it is restrained. So at the beginning of each of its turns, it can attempt to make a strength save against your move DC. And while it's grappled, you can use this move as a bonus action for free to do an automatic 1d4 damage without having to make an attack roll as long as it is bound. But it is grappled currently. Uh, That takes us to Luca's turn. And I think that Luca's going to say, okay, uh, Tufus, just try to, you know, calm it down. Splash it with some water and get get it to chill out. As Tufus is going to try to use water gun. 13 plus 3, 16 will hit as the water gun does. Oh wow, 12 points of damage. <laughs> as Tufus very uh, overzealously shoots out a water gun. And that is Luca's turn, which brings us back up to the top with Pearl. Is Georgie even remotely close? <laughs> yeah, yeah, George is, George is, <laughs> George has left the area. Yeah, right? G- George? I was like, am I gonna have to change? G- George? <laughs> Where'd you go? I think I get even surprised and like it sneaks up on me and I'm like, ho! Oh. And we're going to try Sweet Set again. Okay. So another charisma save. Ooh, that is a four. Yes. So what does the Sweet Scent do? Well, technically, we have advantage on the next two attacks against the target. Okay, cool. So you technically have advantage, but then I'll say also, like, since you are trying to use Sweet Scent to calm it down, we'll also play in that space, too, of, like, cool. uh, be- between, you know, being being bound and now having the water splashed on it and then the, the Sweet Scent, it's like... That's right. Apple pie, homie, bird food, straw. And then on the Pidgeotto's turn, it's going to uh, attempt to make its strength save. I'm going to say with disadvantage because of this sweet scent. That is a six. Actually, wait, no, a five because minus one. Uh, so the Pidgeotto is unable to uh, get out on its turn and, and it like starts trying to, you know, quick attack, lash out, uh, do stuff, but just n- nothing seems to be happening uh, as it is uh, continuing to be subdued. Ika, your turn. Do I have to inflict the damage or can I choose not to? You can choose not to. I choose not to. Yeah, I don't, wanna, I don't, want, I don't want Clink, who's I assume has got some kind of like wire 
appendages that yeah i think it's like yeah doing the yeah because so, so, yeah, it, it's just gears so i think that it's much like like a bulbasaur sort of vine whip yeah. kind of thing yeah. but it's just like little wires and stuff instead exactly right so i you know tink sort of looks at Iker being like should i should i strengthen the grip and i'm like whoa no 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 and i think Iker is going to take this opportunity to get some bird seed out of one of her many pockets and sort of go, or you know, Chris Pratt with a raptor style, yeah, up, up to uh, up to the Pidgeotto. It's like easy girl, easy girl, and he's going to try and offer it some food. Ooh, go Wait. ahead and make an animal handling check. I'll give you advantage on that. I love it when animal handling comes into Dini. It's such like a random hey. skill that just exists in yes. there. Get that okay. pokey handling. Come on, baby. Okay, so uh, eighteen total. Eighteen total. Interesting. With an 18, you are definitely, like, continuing to subdue it, and it starts, like, it's very wary of you all still, but it's just not actively hostile at this point, as it's just sort of eyes all of you and pecks some of the seed, but it still looks very wary. That's it. That's it. Easy. Easy. All right. That's, I guess that's my turn. Yeah. No, totally. 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 And then Luca, I think, seeing that this is what's happening right now, is going to say, just, yeah, hey, uh, Toofus, uh, hold off. If I have, like, a water gun or something ready if it does anything, but... Uh, to chill out. Hatufus oh. reluctantly does not attack. But that's Lucas' turn. Okay, and Pearl is going to cautiously approach and pull, like, a ray move from the most recent Star Wars <laughs> and attempt to heal it oh. with her healing kit. Oh, I see. Yeah. Let's make all the references. Yes. Yeah, we, we are so hot on our cinema, like, references, are we? Ooh, <laughs> ah, ooh, ah, ooh, ah. Cultural, cultural, pop, pop. We're so on top of the zeitgeist. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, so go ahead. So that's going to expend one use of your healer's kit then is what you're trying to do? Yeah. You'll use your healer's kit? Yeah. So go ahead and roll uh, your healing then. Ah, six. Six. Great. So that's 14 points healed. Go ahead and roll another pokey handling check with advantage because that was that was hefty. Yes. 26. 26. Wow. Go team, go. So before you healed it, it was a DC 23, and that, that's what I'm going to go with. As you heal, you, you take where, where it had been, you know, hit by the, the water gun, you sort of, you know, dry it off a little bit, and then, you know, where, where some of it is, uh, the wings have been ruffled by the, uh, the bind of Tank the Clink, and you sort of just, you know, cl- clear all of that off, and you actually, I think, undo the bind, and uh, you mend to, you know, some other little nicks and bruises that this Pidgeotto had before. And this Pidgeotto... Is feeling pretty chill. Yes! Nice. Nice. There you go. Pipipidio. Okay. Okay. Nice, guys. Pearl, that was amazing. You too. Good thinking with the food. That would get me. Good thinking with the healing. Thank you for not just trying to eat it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, now this this bird's a bit calmer. What do you think? Should we we try and... Write it? I think so. <laughs> I put Georgie back in. You put George Foreman into the Pokeball. Tink, get back on me goggles. Hops back on there. Maybe you should be on first, because with the goggles, in case we go too fast, we don't get, like, bugs hitting us. You want me to drive? Yeah. <sighs> All right. I, uh, Mother always said it was too dangerous and scary for me to drive, but I don't know. I feel like today is the day to do things. Oh, yeah. All right. This this Pidgeotto's on your side. So this is um, a fairly large Pidgeotto, but it's still not a, a full-grown Pidgeot. So 
I think that if you guys want to try to pull this off, you've got the Pidgeotto on your side. It's chill. It's down to clown. I think that what's going to have to happen is one of you, since you are both canonically small children, I think that one of you can ride on its back while the other one will have to be carried in the talons and somebody will still have to walk and meet you there. It's like the anime opening. Yes. 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 Okay. Okay, Luca. Yeah, what's up? Hear me out. Okay. You are the best driver of the SS Speedmeister. Okay. And you know I'm always down for a thrill. And she starts to put on her big backpack. The big, the artillery backpack? Yeah. And maybe in case I fall, you could be driving the SS Speedmeister. Speedmeister. And just kind of direct and swoop, I'll fall right into the buggy in case the Italian, in the Italians, whoo, tough, the Italians. Talons? The Talons, the, there the we talons? go. The Talons? I wasn't sure what it was. In case the Talons in drop In case me. the Italians drop you? <laughs> yes. Pearl, we are trying to hold you, but it's so hard. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yep. So he's like, so you want me to, to sort of just Jumanji my way through the woods? As I also can make pop culture references. Yes. Yeah, sure, I'll try that. Cool. And I start to strap in. I'm psyched. <laughs> Ica goes to Luca and sort of with a, a real hint of sincerity goes, thank you, Luca. You've been so amenable with this. Um, and I really appreciate your help. I really do. Of course. I'm happy to help. Let's go find that wing. All right. So I guess, yeah, I guess we're going to try and get on the bird and <laughs> pick up Pearl. This is so cool. <laughs> All right. Aika, we're about to take flight. I do imagine just for a split moment, Seely gets in a little hostess-like cap and is like, and starts to do the full like airplane routine of like, your exits are here. Your exits are here. And then I'm like, um, pretzels. And Seely's like, and gives me an apple juice too. <laughs> Please attend to others' masks before your own. No, yes. no, the other way. No, no, no. Wait, flip, wait, flip it, flip it. Whoa, whoa, flip, flip it. it. <laughs> I, yeah, I even questioned. Seely, are you sure you got that one right? <laughs> I got you now. And then she does give me the cartoon pamphlet. It's the other way on the sea. <laughs> yeah, you flip through the pamphlet. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Here's what's going to happen. Ika, you are going to make a pokey handling check to steer the Pidgeotto, your winged mount, and if you <sighs> okay. get a 15 or higher on this pokey handling, Pidgeotto will have advantage on its strength check to not drop Pearl. Right, okay. <sighs> 15 or higher. We can do this. Plus 5, yeah? Alright. I have no doubt. 22. 22. 22. 22. 22. Yes! 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 Thank yes! you! Thank you, Come Steve. on! Come on! <laughs> <laughs> This girl's willing to run into explosions, but I don't think she really understands how far she's going to get dropped. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) She's like, whoa, that's high. (laughs) Sarah, I'm going to put this on you. Roll the strength check for the Pidgeotto. At advantage, the Pidgeotto has a plus two. Okay, guys. Come on. It was the same for both rolls. It is a 15. Plus two, 17. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. 
Oh. Oh my God. <laughs> like I, I, I can't even right now. Pearl's shins are intact. <laughs> yes. Not completely shattered. Barely. Thank goodness. With that, we have a glorious scene of the Pidgeotto taking off Ika on its back. Uh, it just feels right to be up here, to be up in the air. I think Ika pulls down her welding goggles, which are doubling at the moment as, as flying goggles, and the dust and the grime that had been on them the previous night when she tried to look out the window in the, as the air's whooshing sort of like wipes them clean, almost to suggest that like, yeah, this is, this is right, you should be seeing this moment. And she looks down and she sees Sky the Pidov, who is also on the back of the Pidgeotto, who is clinging on for dear life, bless her, but also loving it. Like Aww. she is yes. like holding on like, <gasps> but also just having the best time being up in the sky. Amazing. Uh, Pearl is so alive. She yells from below, this is the best day ever. I can show you a Pidgey. Shining, shimmering, splendid. Rainbow wings, here we come. And there's so many rocks ahead. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And you all fly over the wooded area on the outside of Feather Rock. Uh, you, you, Please don't uh. Drop me. <laughs> Don't you dare close your eyes. Because <laughs> if you do, you might hide a rock. <laughs> In a way I was not expecting. <laughs> you have solved my my forest puzzle. <laughs> Which wasn't really a puzzle. Yay. It was just a kind of walk uh. through there. But this solution was much better. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Hello, friends. Jonah here to say thank you for listening to Postcards from Pearl. We are so happy to have the fabulous Stu Clark as our guest for this mini-arc, which we're calling The Sky's the Limit. Stu is a wonderful person and fellow Pokemon podcaster. You can find him over on Twitter at Stu Clark and the Critical Ditto podcast at Critical Ditto. I'd like to take a moment to tell you about our amazing partner, Dice Envy. You know, sometimes late at night, like it is now as I'm recording these announcements and Sarah's asleep like she is now, she fell asleep watching Bob Ross videos. Uh, sometimes I'll just, I'll just take these dice and just look at them. I'll make little click clack noises with them. This is not a golem situation. I'm fine. You can get 10% off of your purchase at Dice Envy by going to DiceEnvy.com slash QuestCo or by using promo code QuestCo at checkout. That's Q-U-E-S-T-C-O for 10% off of your entire order. If you're a fan of what we do here on Quest Company Jr. and you want to give us a boost, please go to our page over on the Apple Podcasts app or wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a rating and review. It is a huge help to us and we read every review that comes in. And if you really love what we do here at Quest Company Jr. and you want to take the next step in supporting us, please consider becoming a Patreon subscriber. For as little as $2 a month, you can help us with necessary expenses, help us continue to improve the quality of the show, and get access to exclusive content and patron rewards. 
If you'd like to give us that support, you could do so at patreon.com slash questcompanypodcast. You can find the link to the Patreon on our website, questcompanyjunior.com. If you'd like to contact us, you could do so directly through our website or by finding us on Instagram and Twitter at Junior. You can also hang out with us in our QuestCo Discord. The link to that is on our website and Twitter. We know that word of mouth is the best way to get people listening to a new podcast. So please, if you enjoy our show, let other people know. Tell your friends. If we see you tweeting about us or posting fan art using hashtag Junior or hashtag postcards from Pearl, you might get a character named after you on the show. And if you have fan art of the podcast that you want to share, just make sure when you post it to tag us so that we can see it. Quest Company Jr. is a proud member of Podicon Go, a group of independent podcasts supporting high-quality content that's fun for the whole family. Podicon Go is your reliable corner of the internet for the kind of podcast that everyone can enjoy, with shows ranging from animal facts to stories to audio dramas to RPG actual plays and more. Check them all out at podicongo.com. I'd like to take a moment to thank all of the incredible artists whose music is featured in this episode. There's a lot in this one. Thank you to Foolboy Media for the song Video Game Land. Thanks to World's Best Grandpa for the song Polka Center. Thanks to Uncan for the song Kobo Cafe. Thank you to Edvard Grieg for the song Morning Mood. Thanks to Jeremy Blake for the song Power Up. Thank you to Glitch X City for Legendary Beast Remix versions 2 and 3. Thank you to Braxton Burks, Eric Buchholz, and Materia Collective for the songs A Tale of Three Beasts Parts 1 and 3. Thank you to Kinsis Marrera for the song A Ghost Town. Thank you to Chris Haugen for Western Spaghetti. Thank you to Mariachi Pulido for the song El Jarabe Tapatio. Thank you to Protodome for the song On the Origin of Species. And thank you to TabletopAudio.com for providing the ambient sounds. That's all for me, so let's get back and find out what's going to happen when our heroes reach the top of Feather Rock. Thank you for joining us here on Quest Company Jr. Warning, the following promo contains Pokemon-based improv. Finish it with a double kick! Bun, bun, bun! Oh no! You've defeated me! Lord of Psychic Types! King Photon! King Photon! I knew it was you! You appeared in a shimmer of light in my bedroom to challenge me to a Pokemon gym battle! Say it's alright, but hey, I've beaten you now! And your silly Abra! Give me a gym badge! A gym badge? From King Photon? I can grant you anything! A wish? What's your wish? I'll tell you! A Pokemon roleplay podcast! Well, that's not my wish! It I... is now! Okay. Plug it in! Welcome to Critical Ditto, a tabletop roleplaying podcast set in the world of Pokemon, focused on collaborative storytelling and improv. Is it a game? Yes! A roleplaying game with dice and voices! I kind of would prefer a gym badge, if I'm honest. Well, I don't have any. Well, get the hell out of my room! Photon away! You're still here! Abra, help me! Help me, please! Abra! You're still here! Opera's gone! Uh, oh, can I listen to the podcast? Search for Critical Ditto wherever you get your podcasts if you want a bit more of whatever that was. So you land uh, on the other side, and uh, 
before too long, Luca like rides through the underbrush, triumphantly. The SS Speedmeister, you know, lunges out, and Luca skids to a stop. Celie in the sidecar says, "Or, or," and she lowers some sunglasses. <laughs> what a dream! Yes. Before you, the tall, steep rock. Not lurks, but you know, it just sort of looms. <laughs> Just lurking there. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's, it's, it's the I've other one. I've been waiting for you. I'm the rock man. Been just lurking here. <laughs> just, just lurking. But it doesn't lurk. It looms up ahead. Uh, and as you've gotten this close, uh, the Pidgeotto looks up and is like shaking its head. It's like, Pidgeotto! What, you don't? Ah! You won't go any further. As it looks up, scared, up at the top of the rock. All right, listen. Thank you so much for all you've done. We all really appreciate it. You've done great. And Pearl gives it a big pat. And it's sort of like it, it, the Pidgeotto looks torn right now because it looks like it doesn't want to leave uh, this crew, but is also just conflicted about going up to the top and flying up there. Pidgeotto, maybe you should stay here in case we need a quick exit down. Pidgeotto thinks about this. As it seems to be on board with that. All right. Well, I tell you what, I'm going to leave some seed for you, Pidgeotto. Keep safe, keep fed, keep hydrated. And she also, she goes to a pocket where she's filled with water and it's obviously leaked through. She's like, oh, um, <laughs> yes, come on, come on, Ica. That's that's not going to work, is it? Pocket um, number two. <laughs> the water pocket. Oh, it's just damp. It's just a damp pocket. It's just a damp pocket. So she's like, uh, just find some puddles or something. Stay hydrated. And we will be back. I promise. <laughs> Sky, I think, uh, you know, waddles up to the Pidgeotto and puts a strong wing on it, just sort of as a little bird thank you. Yeah, and then maybe, like, Pidgeotto looks down at at Sky and is like, wait, you're you're going up there? Little Pidov. And Sky nods yes. Pidgeotto's like, wow, dang. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all right. All right. Okay, good for you. How would you like to attempt to ascend Feather Rock? So this is like a sheer, this is like a sheer sort of rock, pride rocky, yeah. Yeah, it's not super um, slick or anything. Like there are still, you know, some amount of handholds and things. It's just very steep. Okay. Uh, there's not like a path up it or anything. It's a steep way up. Right. Well, I had a little bit of experience with the whole bird thing, Pearl, but I got nothing here. Um, I think Pearl begins to start tying a rope to connect us all at the hips. Like, you know how you do it with mountain climbing? Yes, yes, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, when you're climbing, yes. yeah. Oh my God, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when in doubt, we'll just make a chain. So that's what I've got to bring. <sighs> well, I suppose safety in numbers, right? Yeah. And listen, I, I trust you all. So if we if we go up together, then we'll all pull pull each other up somehow, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. We definitely will. I wonder too. Can I connect Georgie to the rope? In some way? Uh, there's not, like, a ton of George that can be tied roped. around to be yeah. roped. But, yeah, what, what are you thinking? I was just wondering if, like, George Foreman's gust could give us a boost. Or hmm. even if George Foreman went ahead and, like, kind of checked out the path and clears. Ooh, yeah. I think that, okay, so here's what I think we could do. I think that uh, each of you 
can make an athletics check. And if you have a Pokemon that's doing something specifically to help you, like uh, if any of your Pokemon are proficient in athletics, that they can give you like advantage. So I think flavor-wise, George Foreman can sort of buzz ahead and scope out. Uh, but then if any of your Pokemon in your party are proficient in athletics, then they can help you with your check if you cool. switch them to your active. So um, Scamp is sort of is, is hovering with the group, um, but often often sort of hovers a little bit further away because apparently Scamp is is, is too good for us. <laughs> but it's definitely like sticking around because because Coconut is with us, and I think Ica eyes up Scamp over there and and thinks right. Well, there is there is one thing that does send Scamp into sort of hyperdrive mode, and that's the promise of a sweet sweet acorn. So I'd like to try and persuade Scamp that, like, the, the gold, the sort of, um, oh, man, I'm, we're doing film references again, but, like, that, that Ice Age acorn is at the top of, of Feather Rock. So if I could convince <laughs> Scamp the Pachirizu that the acorn is at the top, maybe he might help us kind of acrobatics up. I don't know. That's yes. great. Yes. Go ahead and uh, if, you, if you can convince Scamp that there's an acorn up there, I will give you advantage on, on your athletics check. Okay. okay. <laughs> Scamp is just rushing ahead and, and helping find a path. It's a net 20, baby. <laughs> Ow! 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 Hi, can oh, I know man. there's a little acorn? Go Scamp, go Scamp, go Scamp, Scamp! I think mate, rather than rather than Ica's persuasiveness, maybe it's just, it's just Scamp all Scamp needs to hear is the word acorn, and it's like, what? And, and Ica's like, there is an acorn. And before she's even finished the word, Scamp's like, boom, off. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it a lot. And then I think that for Luca, uh, he's going to have Totodile help. Totodile, who, even though he is a, a small, you know, just a Totodile, does have the brawny feet and my boy my boy Tufus has like a plus nine for his strength stuff so I think he's just gonna like be at the front and just help muscle y'all up so everybody roll your athletics checks come on oh yeah 16 I got a 16 yeah yes and with Tufus's help, Luca rolled an 18. As you all start to scale this sharp rock formation. Hi, on a hill, there's a big little acorn. Yodel way, yodel way, yodel way, hee hoo. Scamp is using <laughs> using his tooth to like kunk, kunk, kunk. Excellent. You scale your way up Feather Rock, and it takes a good little while as you are doing, you know, free solo up the side of this big rock. (laughs) (laughs) But Georgie and uh, Scamp continue to look for the the clearest path up uh, as Tufus pulls on the front of the rope and you all make your way up, finding handholds where you can and scaling this rock. Make perception checks for me, friends. Oh, I, I, I sort of knew it was coming. I, you I, did. Like, we're, very, we're very exposed on this rock face, aren't we? Oh, 17. The goggles are clear now. What is happening right now? 17. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little freaked out. In, in my defense, I rolled a 10, but I have a plus 7 in perception. But weird. Still, yeah. Pearl, Ica, as you are climbing up the rock. You are getting uh, very close to the top, and there is a a, a large area up at the top. It doesn't come just to a a point up there or anything. Uh, There's sort of an area that would be big enough for, you know, uh, people to walk around and things like that, Uh, but nobody goes up here. 
as you get nearer and nearer to the top, you hear not a bird call that you're familiar with, Ika, as it's more of a, a screech, a reptilian screech. And you hear the sound of large wings flapping. And you also hear as something is sort of walking across the top. Aika? Ooh, ooh, yeah. Any chance you just happen to move your arms with a gust, the with the force of a Goliath? Ika sort of waves her arms a little bit. Is that is that similar? That, is that like that? Um, no, no. I guess it wasn't you. And as you were saying this, a large shadow passes over you as you hear the flapping of wings. Above you, flying in the air, and also above you, peering over the side of the rock, you see two creatures of a bygone era. One large purple Pokemon, looks like a dinosaur with these large wings and this gaping maw of teeth, and flying up in the air, a winged Pokemon again, but this one with feathers, but also these reptilian features as they... Unleash a terrible screech at you as you are climbing up, invading their territory. Roll initiative! Ah! Ah! <laughs> oh no. Oh no, these are these are nasty beasties. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh man. Gosh. With initiative rolled, the order will be Ika, the large purple flying Pokemon, Luca, Pearl, and then the large feathered reptilian looking Pokemon. Ika, you're up first. You see these terrifying beasts in the air and on the rock before you. <sighs> I think Ika is not much of a, a sort of trainer battler, so I think that Tink activates again off uh, off Ika's uh, goggles and just, <laughs> it's very instinctive, but just goes for this gear grind straight at the uh, the, feather, the feathery one. The feathered one? Yeah, and it's, and it's just literally, it's Tink spinning like... And just like going for like this grinding gear at the uh, at the feathery Pokemon. Yeah, it just immediately goes to try and protect you the best way it can yeah. as it as it flies out from your face. Go ahead and roll to hit. Oh no, that's a six. So just a ten. Yep. A ten will not hit as Clink flies out and attempts to uh, get into melee with this large winged feathered Pokemon, but it flies out of the way and, and, and nimbly uh, does some aerobatics and, and ducks away. That's your turn. It is then the large purple one's turn. As it, with its gaping maw, doom, 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 uh, it's got this like claw on the end of its, like on the like a bat does on the wings, uh, this sort of prehensile claw that it's digging into the rock with as it like climbs over the rock face. And it looks down at the group of you. Great word. Pearl, who's your active Pokemon right now? I think in the honor of fairness, it is George Foreman who was leading the way. Yeah. But I do not want that. So... <laughs> I don't... Really? Yeah. Uh, I imagine, like, we all just feel like ants on a magnifying glass in that moment. Mm-hmm. And Pearl just... Zooms in. Yeah. Pearl just waves her hand. And Georgie, like, waves just one wing. <laughs> yeah. With that... The purple-winged beast lunges forward and goes to hit with an iron head attack. Oh, jeez, no. Oh, no. 
That is a 24 to hit. Okay. <laughs> that is 15 points of steel damage oh. to George Foreman. Oh my George, God. Georgie, Georgie, Georgie. But George is still standing. Come on, George. George, keep flying, George Foreman. Fly back to me. Unfortunately, on a natural attack roll of 16 or higher. No, don't do that. Don't the do target that, Jonah. flinches. Don't do that, Jonah. It was a 17 natural. Georgie will be unable to attack. Oh, that's okay. Not our intent. <laughs> our intent is to get back home. But that is the purple Pokemon's turn. That brings us to Luca. And I think that Tufus just gets the gleam in his eyes as he looks ahead at this large and terrible beast as ah, he runs straight up the rock at it and goes to hit it with water gun. I imagine he's got to get a little bit of a jump lift. Uh-huh. You know, good freeze frame. Come on, Tufus. Come on, Tufus. A 17 total will hit just barely. Yes. This purple okay, 17, beast. 17, 17. As he goes to hit it with a water gun attack, as, uh, he rages and just, ah, with this bloodlust in his eyes, runs forth and spews out this, this stream of water at this purple dinosaur Pokemon. Ooh, good roll. Good roll there, Tufus. That is a 10 plus three plus an extra one because Tufus is raging. So 14 doubled to 28 points of super effective water damage to the beast. As Tufus is now sufficiently up in its grill. Pearl, your turn. George Foreman, phone home. And then I want to scan the purple one with a shaky hand. <laughs> Great. Well, so who are you swapping out George Foreman for? Can I scan? Oh, you want to see after you scan it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I nice. mean, I think it's Sealy. I feel very like 85% certain. And you're scanning the purple one? Yeah. You scan this purple winged dinosaur with your Pokedex. It says, oh crud, where did the, the actual thing go? It says, oh crud, oh crud. Oh, no, oh, oh, no, I wasn't ready for this, Pearl. Oh, geez. Oh, Pokedex fail. Oh, God. Oh, oh. no. She's never been more tempted <laughs> to throw it off the side of a rock. It says, than oh, now. oh, no. What have you done? Your Pokedex says, Aerodactyl. The fossil Pokemon, oh, a ferocious no. prehistoric Pokemon that goes for the enemy's throat with its serrated saw-like fangs. I didn't write that, friends. <laughs> That's the real Pokedex entry from Red and Blue. What even? Oh, why does it have to specify serrated? <laughs> yeah. Like, it could have just said its fangs, but no, now I'm seeing... Oh, uh. I don't even want to. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Pokedex. <laughs> <laughs> Pearl sees the word serrated, and she goes, like a bread knife? <laughs> Sealy, just think of it like a sticky bun. <laughs> you send out Sealy. I think that Sealy comes out of the Pokeball and, like, goes on top of, like, the edge of this rock. Okay. So see, since Sealy can't really, like, climb up the side, but releases from the Pokeball in front of you, because you all are still on the side. Are you trying to, like, move up? Or are you just hanging on to the side here? What what, what are you guys doing? Maybe we should move up. It's up to you. Yeah. I think I think let's try and move. Okay, yeah. So I think that you guys are, like, moving at, uh, at half your movement speed, as it were, since you're climbing. Uh, but you are currently, like, making your way up, uh, which you really, uh, between a rock and a hard place here, you know, because it's like, do you stay on the side or you do you go up to the top? Both were, you know, terrifying death beasts to wait. Uh, but <laughs> you are making your way up the top, and Seely is now up there on the same level ground as the Aerodactyl. That is your turn. It is then 
the other winged Pokemon's turn as it's flying around. I did forget for a second that there was another one. Yeah. I was just <laughs> like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, jeez. Uh, one, one, one mouthful of bread knives is enough, surely. <laughs> this large reptilian bird-like thing swoops around and goes to retaliate against the clink that had tried to damage it before. No, Tig! As no. it starts off with a quick attack. But that's a natural one. As Clink is just so small, it just like, like, yes, ducks out of the way as it hovers in the air. And then I'm going to make another attack roll at disadvantage just so something happens from that nat one. Consequences. Nonetheless. No. That was a 14 and a 16 with disadvantage. Oh, no. Plus 10, so that's a 24 to hit Clink. Okay, yeah, that, uh, that does the job. That is a ticket. With its acrobatics attack. This flying attack is this as this large beast moves deftly through the air and makes contact with the small gear Pokemon. 24 points of flying damage. Okay, but resisted? But resisted because Clink isn't a steel type. Come on. So half that. Is that 12? 12 points of damage. 12 points of damage, okay. That is that fell beast's turn, which will bring us back up to the top of initiative with Ika. What are you going to do? Right, so um, if Ika is in within earshot of Tink, who is still there, still standing strong, um, I think she, she sh- sort of shouts out and she goes, Tink, do you remember when we were making that contraption for Sky and it did not go well, really bad. There were sparks flying everywhere. I want you to hit that thing with as many sparks as you can. So go for it with a thunder shock. Ooh, roll a hit. 18. 18 hey. will hit. Yes. Okay, eight plus nine, so nine points of damage. Super effective? Super effective against this winged creature. Yeah! 18 points of electric damage as the sparks fly triumphantly from Tink the Clink. What a gr- Oh, that is so satisfying. Tink the Clink? Yes. Tink the Clink? Uh-huh. As the flying creature sort of, like, pauses and, you know, has the whole moment in the air for a second before it continues gliding around. Uh, but it did not look happy about that. That takes us to the purple beast, the Aerodactyl's turn. I think that it rears around and sees Seely in front of it on level ground and is going to go try to bite Seely. Oh no, Seely! No, 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 no. I just realized, we're the bun in this situation. <laughs> you are the bun, because that's a 20 to hit. <laughs> no! What, natural? No, a total, total. Okay. Oh, thank goodness. That is 16 points of dark damage from the bite. Okay. Fun. Fun. As the jaws clamp down on Seely, and Seely says, <laughs> Not liking that. <laughs> rude. How rude. Seely now in the jaws of this aerodactyl. Pearl, it's your turn. Can Seely smell its breath? Oh, yeah. It's dank. And then I go, Oh, no. Icy wind. Make that breath icy fresh. Yes. It's a 19. 19 hits the Aerodactyl. Nice. 12. 12 doubled to 24. Super effective ice damage as Seely just unleashes this icy wind straight into the mouth of the Aerodactyl and it lets loose its bite as it and thinks about it for a second. That's actually very nice. But then it gets mad again. I like to imagine (laughs) that Seely does have the hostess hat from when she was the flight attendant. And just does a little, like, wink. Or, or. Icy fresh. 
I skipped Luca's turn, but that's okay. Uh, simultaneously, uh, as that uh, icy wind happens, he's going to say, Tufus, keep it up with the water gun. You got it. You got it. And Tufus makes his way up onto this large rock structure. And it's now Seely and Tufus and this aerodactyl facing off. The, the drone shot zooms around and we get the circle shot of you all on the side of the, on the, side of the rock. And they're up on the top fighting this beast as the other one flies around in the oh, air. Oh, yes. And he says, keep it up, Tufus. Get that water gun. Natural 19 definitely hits. I'm starting to feel more confident, and that is probably my downfall. Well, the drone shot. Where it all turns, isn't it? It really got me going. The drone shot got me pumped. Yeah, yeah. DP Jonah just absolutely smashing it. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, just oh, get that good, that good shot. Also, another solid roll on the D12. Oh my goodness, another 24 points of damage. Hey, drone shot might be working for us. How's the Aerodactyl looking? Uh, that Aerodactyl's looking pretty roughed up. Like, between mm. uh, all of these super effective hits, it's hurting. It's definitely hurting, as it's brute strength is, has not uh, fully been able to be unleashed yet as it now sees that there was a true threat in front of it with these Pokemon. Yeah. With that, it's now the other flying one's turn who I think it's going to try to use some more of these pack tactics and get away from the thing that just shocked it in the air and go to help its companion. And so the large winged reptilian Pokemon is going to go for a quick attack on Seelie and then acrobatics on Tufus. Oh, that, that quick attack bonus action mm-hmm. is, wow. It's filthy. That is, yeah, it's filthy, isn't it? That's a 21 to hit Seelie with a quick attack. I mean, I guess. <laughs> so four points of damage to Seelie from the quick attack. Thank you, sir. As there is no added bonus to that, it's just that flat roll. And then to hit Tufus with acrobatics. Are you kidding me? A natural one. Whiffed it, whiffed it, whiffed it. It totally whiffs it. This beast takes three points of damage. It just just crashes into the ground as it tried to really like dive bomb Tufus, but it sort of skids to a halt and skids across the way as now the drone shot continues and now there's these two dinosaur creatures that are on top of this rock facing off against our beloved Pokemon. When it dive bombs, I like to imagine Pearl just looks at it and she goes, you call that an aerial trick? Psh. That takes us back up to the top. Ika, it's your turn. Pearl, have you noticed these drones going around? Seems like <laughs> filament. Really strange. Uh, anyway. I think they're trying to deliver a package. Uh, probably, yeah. They just really lost. Um, Maybe one's got the rainbow wing. We, we can hope. Um, I think, you remember what happened after that contraption of skies started sparking? <laughs> yeah, it exploded. <laughs> so... Why don't you get up in there and zap it with an explosive thundershock? I want a big one. Go, go. Roll to hit. Ooh, 15. 15 is its AC, so that just barely hits. Yes. Oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness. Okay, six plus one, seven, double, so 14. 14 points of damage. Nothing to sneeze at. Uh, As once again, this winged creature gets shocked. It has a shocking experience from Tink the Clink. Really proud of Tink. I know, Tink's doing great. For, you know... A little workshop gear, really, really deep. Really doing some hard work out here. Uh, as you all are continuing to climb up, I think that by the end of this round, you all have, will have made your way up to the top. As uh, I guess, since you're, I think, up toward the front, you can uh, see just sort of like the Pokemon that are facing off against each other, and just like there are sort of piles of rubble also up on the top of this. Uh, you can see that these things have like their makeshift nests uh, from assorted rocks and rubble and things like that that they have brought up here to the top of this rock. Oh, Tink, hang in there. We can do this. Like, like. I got my calves are burning. Feel the burn, Pearl. 
Okay. It's good cardio. You will never have to buy any exercise bikes off CVC. <laughs> yeah, Ernest should get up here. It's then the Aerodactyl's turn, who I think looks at Tufus, this other reptilian sort of rival. It's like, okay, this seal, this seal's too soft, but this thing, a worthy opponent, I see. Uh, and it goes to just lunge forth at Tufus with a bite, saying, I'm, I'm the alpha dino around here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. What did you do? Tufus? It's a natural 20. Tufus, you okay, buddy? No. 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 Tufus, not okay, buddy. So that's 12. Doubled. 24. We double the dice. Plus six. 30 points of damage from the bite as the aerodactyl tum, 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 comes over and just clamps down on Tufus. And Tufus is usually the one picking up things in his mouth and ragdolling him. This time, Tufus is on the receiving end. Ooh. Poor Tufus. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. Poor Luca. He is still he is still up, and he is still raging, but <laughs> this is a... As he's just getting whipped back and forth. Ooh, <laughs> Tufus does not look great. Come on, come on, Tufus. I feel like Tufus has got a good hit in him now, though. Oh, yeah. Oh. The blood rage intensifies. It's then Luca's turn. He says, oh, 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 no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> he's like, Tufus, you got to get out of there. You got to get out of there. But Tufus does, has a complete disregard for this as Tufus goes to attack the oh. aerodactyl. What a champ. Oh, now that's an alpha. 19, as he goes to bite back. Yes. Pearl looks up to the sky, to the drones. Any chance you have some potions? Could do with a supply drop. Yeah. Not bad. 16 total points of damage as Tufus like gets out of his mouth and wiggles his way out and then just starts like riding this aerodactyl and with his powerful, powerful mouth and teeth clamps onto its neck and is just like holding on as the aerodactyl is starting to try to take flight. Oh, Pearl. Yeah? Remember how it was going to be like a really bad thing if you got dropped from the sky? Yeah? Oh, <gasps> I really hope that doesn't happen to Tufus. Tufus, no! <laughs> Why are you doing this, you madman? He's turned into the evil polka deck. Yes. <laughs> Pearl, it's your turn. Come on, Seely. We gotta help Tufus. Icy wind. Roll to hit. Stu. Stu. I'm close. I'm close. I'm here. <gasps> it's for Stu first. It's a nat 20. Seely knew. That was amazing! Oh my god. And when I roll an 18 or higher, the target falls prone. So it doesn't take off. Out of the sky. Yeah. Out of the sky. Yes, yes! The aerodactyl <gasps> is unable to take off as roll, roll, roll the damage for the icy. I don't even wind. care about this. I'm just like more so like, don't fly. Just freezes the feet in place. <laughs> what is happening? I'm it's the magic of stew. Double sixes. Oh and I get one for ace trainer. So 13. So 13 points of ice damage doubled to 26 super effective points of ice damage as this aerodactyl goes to take off and then whoosh, with the strength, uh, Seely, seeing that her best friend Tufus is in trouble, whoosh, unleashes this icy wind, which like 
freezes like this, this, there's frost forming on the wings of this aerodactyl as it stays locked to the ground, but it shakes Tufus off and Tufus ah, goes flying into a pile of rubble. The aerodactyl is technically KO'd as it is now trying to doom, 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 climb away to try to get away. Seely, with her flight attendant, she just says, or, 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 or. Yeah, that's right, Seely. You are not clear for takeoff. <laughs> so I still have a move to catch? Or have I used all of it up? So you've you've used like your action for your turn with the icy wind, but we've we've had this rule in place. It just doesn't come into effect that often. I think for the last time I can remember is like the Aria dose back at Honey Hut. But you can, if you want, attempt to catch at disadvantage as it is trying to make its getaway. YOLO, of course I'm taking that. What kind of ball are you yeah. throwing? Yeah. How much does a great ball add? Plus five on top of your other stuff. Great ball. Mm. Nope, it's a seven. A seven. Oh, I have seven animal handy. With a 14, you throw the Pokeball as this Aerodactyl is climbing away uh, on the opposite side of this rock, and it is going to uh, try and take off. And you throw the Pokeball, and it like breaks the frost that's on the sides of its wings, uh, and it bats away the Pokeball to no effect, as it was a much higher DC. The Aerodactyl begins to fly away defeated. There is still one large dino remaining. Ah, oh, come on, Pearl, focus. <laughs> she saw, she wanted to touch that power. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to fly too close to the sun. <laughs> but that is Pearl's turn, which then brings us to the other beast, seeing that its companion uh, is leaving, is starting to retreat. It's getting a little disheartened, but it's still trying to defend its territory, its nest. So. Oh, it's a nest? Pearl shells, are there babies over here? What? Oh, no. You start looking around. It, it, it looks like just a pile of rubble up at the top. Okay, we're good. We're good. Continue with the battle. You don't see any of that good nest stuff around. Pearl, I think it's a nest in the same way that the straw in my pocket is a nest. I accept this. The large feathered Pokemon, angered that Seely has done this to its companion, is going to unleash its ancient power. Oh, no. Uh-oh. That's a 26 to hit. Oh, no, 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 no. That is 19 points of rock damage as this thing crashes into the side of this rock formation and a bunch of rocks like fly up and the rubble is all shifted and a large pile of it hits Seely. It then goes to hit Tufus with a quick attack as it's flying around. Pearl does says, oh, dang, that was cool. It does hit Tufus. Four. Oh, I got lucky. Only three points of damage. Tufus is still standing. Just barely, but he's up. Come on, Tufus. A champ. Tufus is such a champ. Such a champ. He, he angry. That is the other dinosaur's turn, as it is now just in a frenzy trying to uh, defend the top of this rock as you all are uh, locked in fierce combat. I think that uh, at this point, you trainers have made your way up to the top level and see as it circles around above. Ika, you're up. What do you do? Come on, Ika. You can do this. Okay. I, I don't want it to be biting or doing anything else anymore. So, uh, Tink, get in there, get in that mouth and grind those teeth down. Gear grind. Ooh, very nice. Nice. Roll a hit. Okay. That's a 10. That's a 10. A 10 will miss. Can't hit those gear grinds. Specifically going for the mouth. Uh, Tink the Clink goes up in there and tries to get in between those teeth. uh, But this Pokemon bats it away with its reptilian head uh, as it continues to uh, prepare for its next assault. Aerodactyl's gone. Bye. That brings us to Luca, uh, who, uh, since this creature is now flying above the crew, is just going to say, well, Tufus, water gun. 
since Tufus can't really jump up and bite it. 15 plus will hit. Wow, Tufus. Tufus MVP in this, for sure. Yeah. He is an angry boy. A, l- a lower roll as it's a-, a bit out of his normal range, so five double to ten super effective points of water damage. As Tufus shoots out a water gun in his rage. Still good, still good. Next up in the order is Pearl. Pearl what even are you? Rocks and flight? And why were you hanging out with an Aerodactyl? But also, I kind of wish there were baby versions of both of you. Pokedex. It's like Ligers, but of these two. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You scan it with your Pokedex, and it says, Archaeops, the first bird Pokemon. They are intelligent and will cooperate to catch prey. From the ground, they use a running start to take flight. Oh my gosh, this thing's amazing. Pearl uh, gets all that info, and she goes, Why don't they say it looks like a pinata? You just want to hit it. (laughs) (laughs) And she tells Celie to do Icy Wind. Icy wind on the Archaeops. Go for it. Let's make it a fiesta, Seely. Order! 18. 18 will hit the Archaeops. Eight points of damage. Eight double the 16 super effective points of ice damage. She swaps out her flight attendant hat for, um, uh, that's the big one, sombrero? A sombrero? Yeah. (laughs) 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 We're really into headgear, Ika. A lot, lot of really powerful headgear here. Where do you keep those? And then Pearl just has little maracas. I'm into pockets too. <laughs> I gotta up my pocket game. With that, it is then the Archaeops' turn as it continues to circle around and its wings again get tightened up by the icy wind. It shakes it off and continues to come down at you as it goes for Seely with acrobatics. Please, no. But on the way, it goes to hit Tink the Clink with a quick attack. No. 16 to hit Tink the Clink. Uh, yep, that hits. Ooh, 10 points of normal damage. Okay, resisted? Resisted, because steel. Good old steel. <laughs> Nothing gonna hurt steel. Except, you know, some some fire. But we don't, we don't talk about that. <laughs> Except dirt, apparently? It doesn't like the dirt, I guess. It doesn't like being dirty. Okay, so five points yet? Yeah, five points. And then it goes to do a fancy flight uh, going to attack Seely. 27 to hit. Oh, okay. I'm still scared. 19 points of flying damage to Seely. Seely, no! Seely okay? And Seely faints. <gasps> and Pearl no! drops her maracas. And she goes, No! I should have never told you to fiesta! <laughs> she just gets beaten about. It's always so painful to see that blubber get hit like that. Single tear from Pearl's eyes. A silly KO in my episode. That's, oh no. Uh. I, I should just go. Do you know what? I should just go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I failed you all. Oh, oh, he's, leaving. he's leaving the Zoom. <laughs> to be fair, there are also terrible, awful dinosaurs attacking in this in your episode. So what are you going to okay. do? All right. I'll shirk some of the blame. Just know when we get our victory, it's going to taste even better. Brutal. So who are you going to send out in exchange for Seely? Coco. Coconut. Swapping yeah. in coconut. All right. You like blubber. Well, how about coconut? Pikachu. And coconut struts forth. Coconut enters the battle. And I want to imagine it picks up the sombrero really, like, intensely, too. Very dramatically, like an old like an old Western, like the, the dust flies by, Diddle-dum. and the nubby little Pikachu hand picks it up and places the sombrero on, as you can see, the, the silhouette of the sombreroed Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's another drone shot. 
<laughs> but that's the Archaeops' turn. That takes us back up to the top. Ika, what are you going to do? I want to finish off this Archaeops, but I also want I want Scamp and Coconut to be in the battle together. Mm, respect. So I'm going to I'm going to swap Tink out. Okay. I'm going to be like, Tink, you've done great. Scamp, that acorn I was talking about. Just happens to be on the, uh, the top of that uh, Archaeops. You just gotta just gotta clip those wings and get it down to the ground. Better is here. Excellent. But I can't do anything. I can't do anything yet. But but yeah, Pachirizu's in there. Very nice. Picks up the maracas and stands next to Coconut in the sombrero. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Excellent. That's your turn, and then that takes us to Luca, uh, who's just gonna have two fists uh, as he continues to rage. He's just pew, 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 shooting off water guns at this thing. Another natural 19. Oh my gosh, Tufus. Wow. Tufus. This really is Tufus's game. Angry child. I mean, once he got ragdolled by that Aerodactyl, he just decided mm-hmm. that he wasn't going to play anymore. Oh, sheesh. Tufus. That's 22 points of water damage. How are we looking? It's looking rough. Nice. Okay. It's still up, but nice. it's looking real rough. <laughs> as that is Luca's turn, as another powerful water gun is unleashed from the tiny, tiny Totodile's mouth. Pearl, you're up. Oh, wow. We're going to come in strong with a thundershock. A thundershock. Roll to hit. Oh, it was a three. A three will miss as whoosh, uh, the thundershock goes wide of the Archaeops. That takes us to its turn as it sees that there is a new threat on the ground. Two new threats on the ground. These tiny the little electric Pokemon. This little squirrel and this chunky mouse. I'd like to imagine that Coconut was just a little distracted with all the fanfare all of a sudden and just did a little ring of, like, electric circle around them both. <laughs> I was like, okay, Coco, it, it's not time to look cool now. Just keep focused. Yeah, and they're still focused on the entrance. And then even Pro was like, okay, but that was really cool. The Archaeops goes to hit Tufus with a quick attack and then goes to unleash ancient power upon Pachirisu and Pikachu simultaneously. At the same time? No! I'm sorry, there's a move called Ancient Power? Ancient Power. What? That was a natural 20 to hit Tufus. No. Seven. Doubled is 14. But Tufus is raging, so it's only seven. <gasps> My guy has like three hit points left right now. He's still up, though. He's still up. I cannot. What? What is Tufus running on? I want some. It's amazing, yeah. Just primal fury. Just rage. Pure, pure anger. Okay. This is what he was made for. And then the Archaeops goes to hit with the ancient power attack. It's last one. Ooh. 17. Hits both? Hits, 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 uh, scam for sure, yeah. It's gonna split the damage between the two of them. That is a total of 22 points of damage, so 11 each. 11 rock okay. damage to okay. each Pokemon. We can take that, we can take that. As again, uh, it bashes into the side of the rock face and uh, these rocks get lifted up and smash into the two Pokemon. Ika, you're up. I think this is this is less Ika ordering Scamp what to do because they don't have that kind of relationship. And it's more sort of Scamp the Pachirizu sees Coconut was supposed to shock the Archaeops, um, didn't do so, but I think Scamp looks at Coconut with a look as if to say, it's okay. A chef is nothing without their Sue. <laughs> and steps forward and goes for a spark attack. Nice. Amazing. Truth. Okay, 16 plus, plus seven. So, 23? 23 oh hits. Oh my gosh. Nice. Yes. Roll your damage. 
8 plus 4, 12 plus 5, 17, doubled. So... 34. 34. 34. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Whoa. 34 Those points. Those two critters got some beef to them. Well, I mean, if, if, if Scamp thinks that acorn is up there, 34 seems low, <laughs> to be honest. With 34 points of damage, describe the manner in which Pachirisu KOs the Archaeops as it then oh. attends, attempts to make its escape. Okay. How's it, how's it go? What, what is this spark attack? So Scamp steps forward, and uh, I guess the Archaeops is trying to escape, trying to... And you said it needed a running start to get off and go? Yeah, so I think that uh, as it did the ancient power attack, it sort of landed on the ground and, and bashed into the side of the rock, and then it was going to get itself a running start to get back up in the air. Okay, great. So it's going for this running start, knowing, right, I've got to get in the air, get off. Um, but as it's running, Scamp the Pasharizu moves with just impossible speed, and sparks each wing, bzz, bzz, clips those wings, fum, fum. Um, and suddenly the Archaeops is, is flapping, but nothing's happening. And Scamp gets under the top of the Archaeops, just as it's about to sort of like go off the edge of the cliff, and just finds a bit of rock. It's just a bit of rock that is part of the Archaeops. But in Scamp's like weird dreamscape, this is the acorn. It's like, <gasps> and just goes for this mass- like massive shock, just wants roasted acorn, and goes <laughs> on this this top of the Archaeops, and just as it's about to go, it gets shocked and falls down, and Scamp is just chewing on this rock on top of it. So that happens, and the Archaeops as it's shocked, like, tries to get its bearings again, and like, goes to crawl toward the edge of the cliff and starts falling off the cliff face. Do you want to try to throw anything at it? Catch! Since you, it's KO'd, so you can try at disadvantage as it's like exiting the battle. It's up to you. I guess I got nothing to lose. Right? Okay. I guess I'll throw... It feels weird for I could have anything but a regular Pokeball, so I'm just going to go for that. Yeah? Yeah, totally, totally, totally. So, just D20 disadvantage. Okay. It was a 3 and an 18. A 3? So. Oh. Uh, with the 3, uh, the Pokeball goes wide as you throw it in the spot where the Archaeops was, as you thought that it was sort of paralyzed, pinned to the ground. But at the last second, you see it drop off of the side of this rock face. And I think that the three of you run over there to see, like, what's going to happen? Is it just going to fall to the ground? And you see that this Archaeops is in free fall for a moment until it reaches about halfway. And once again, it spreads out the wings and catches a drift and glides and starts flapping its wings, following in the direction of the Aerodactyl on the horizon. Aika, Luca, we did it! We did it! Triple high five freeze frame. Triple high five freeze frame. Hi-yah! Luca just, like, falls to his knees and is like, Tufus, what were you doing? <laughs> what, is, what does Tufus look like in this moment? Tufus still has, like, the frenzy in his eyes. He's like, ah, 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 ah. Is there anything else? Is there anything else? Raw bruv. Ah, ah, ah. And breathes heavy for a second before he calms down. That's quite a Pokemon you got there, Luca. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it really is. I mean, and as you were saying that, <gasps> Tufus starts to glow. With the fury still in his eyes, you, you see this this wild look as he looks around and looks if there's anything else, if there's anything else. But then uh, he looks inward, and he, he's beginning to glow. And as he's encapsulated in, in this glowing energy, Tufus's body begins to expand, begins to change, begins to grow. As the glow fades, you see this spiky red mohawk and even larger teeth than there were before. This caveman look of this this scaly skin pattern draped across him as Tufus the Totodile has evolved into Tufus the Croconaw. Oh my god! 
Oh. This is amazing. Oh. There was a tiny part of me that went, man, it'd be so cool if, like, Tooth was evolved or something. <laughs> nah, that'd be stupid. That'd be stupid. Silly. I'll that was you. a perfect battle wow. for him, too. It was. It was, wasn't it? So how heavy are Kronknaws? Kronknaws? Kronknaws, How yeah. heavy are they? Yeah. I mean, he's chunky. He's still smaller than you all, but he's still a big boy. Okay. Like, I like to imagine after he, like, kind of floats down... Coconut and Scamp kind of host him on their shoulders and like Maraca style him to Luca. <laughs> my boy, <laughs> my beautiful boy. And Luca just like runs up and like scoops Tufus up and gives him a big old hug as Tufus just says, Lah! thrilled that he now has a bigger mouth to chomp things with. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was amazing, Luca. Seriously, I've never seen anything like that before. I don't even, I don't even, I don't even know what to do right now. What are we here to do? <laughs> and he's just like in, in a daze right now as he's just like holding two fists and he's like, what, what's, what's, what's going on? As you all find yourselves alone on the top of Feather Rock. And that's where we'll end this episode. You guys, that was amazing. Awesome. That is maybe one of my new favorite battles. Oh man, that was really fun. That was intense. That was I like. I went through all the emotions there. I was scared. I was confident. I was angry. I was like. I was joyous. It had it all. Are you looking for high-quality, family-friendly podcasts? Shows that are safe for younger or more sensitive listeners. Podicon Go is a reliable corner of the internet for the kind of podcast that everyone can enjoy. From educational programs to conversational topics and incredible storytelling and role-playing shows in a variety of styles, themes, and age groups. Podicon Go is a group of independent podcast creators dedicated to creating high-quality programs that provide family fun for everyone. Visit podicongo.com for an ever-growing lineup of shows, complete with descriptions and ways you can listen. Connect with the Podicon Go family-friendly podcast network on Facebook and Twitter. P-O-D-I-C-O-N Go! It's podcast fun for everyone. Podicon Go! Thank you for listening to Postcards from Poa and Crush Company Jr.